There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies and I'm (laughs) so happy to be back watching them and telling you guys about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. It feels good. It feels good. I've been freaking excited for this week's movie since the moment I heard about it. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear the excitement in your voice. I feel like this movie is giving life to all of us, even as someone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Which is me. This was the big one of the year. This is a big one, folks. This is a big one. (laughs) It's a really big Mm -hmm. one. And and Sammy's back. It's a really big moment. Three out of three podcast hosts here have gotten through COVID. Here we are. (laughs) Made it to the other side. (laughs) Made it to the other side. We are not special. We are not immune. (laughs) And we all know that to be true now. Um, But we are special to each other and it is special to be here and and it's really feels nice and cozy and good oh i love it me too and on that note did anything scary happen to us this week i was racking my brain trying to think of what to talk about and the only thing for me to really talk about is the fact that i've had to give a couple of presentations Mm. at work recently yes yeah and you really don't like that. terrifying I it's it's interesting because I guess maybe people might assume that like doing a podcast would mean that I like to perform in some way. But sure. I couldn't tell you how wrong that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You hate it more than anyone I know, I think, maybe, except for maybe Jenna. <laughs> yeah, Jenna definitely beats me. I beat out. Jenna, Jenna beats you. Um, <laughs> and I know that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. A fear of public speaking is like the number one fear. It's one of my biggest as well. I hate it. I mm. hate it more than anything. We're all dealing with it. And with IBS, Henley, do you get <laughs> any um, stomach issues when you have to perform in front of a group of people? Because I sure do. I mean, I definitely do. I uh, definitely the mind gut do. The mind gut <laughs> That's a pretty common one. Very fun when you have to speak in front of a group of people and... Definitely doesn't calm you down. Definitely doesn't <laughs> no. you have to that. poop very bad. 
<laughs> that's what I was. So that's what I do before I have to do a presentation is yeah. I run through all of the worst possible things that could happen. And I have to really force myself to stop doing it, but I can't. And so I'll be mm-hmm. like, what if you fart? What if you just start the presentation with like the loudest fart you've ever done? And it's in front of the entire room and everyone's looking at you and you've done it. That would and be bad. there's no taking it back. I think I think about those types of scenarios. And I know that the much more healthy, positive way to move forward is to imagine it going well, because that actually helps and works. Also, taking a beta blocker really helps and works. Great. Shout out propranolol. Yes. Thank God (laughs) for that medication because it really calms me down and makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, But that being said, I did one presentation last week. It actually went really well. And... I'm going to do it again on Tuesday, but to a different group. And I have to change the presentation to kind of meet those needs. And so I'm working on that right now. And it's all I can think about. And I am, it was very scary, but I'm proud of myself for doing it. And I am just hoping that I can, this fear gets better. I hope that I become less scared. I think you will. I think the more you do it and it goes well, it you know, it starts to tell you your body like you'll be okay. And also doing things that scare you, I think help you become more of who you are. I was going to say that's like some of what we've learned on this podcast Mm -hmm. is just by repeated putting yourself in scenarios that you normally wouldn't, you start to adjust to those yeah. things. Yeah, well, it's like, it's, yeah, doing things that scare you a little bit, it helps, it it helps you, like, believe that you can handle things. Right, You yeah. know, like, so many times in life, we do mm. not do things because we're scared of what will happen, and when you go through that, when you do that, big or small, and then mm-hmm. you come out the other side, you go, oh, look at me, like, look what I can do, and then that helps propel you forward, and I think it's, like, a really special, healthy, good thing. You know, it's so interesting. I was actually talking about this in therapy this week. I think because of COVID and being inside all the time, I realized like I don't do anything. I don't try new things anymore. Mm. Trying new things is so important. It's Mm -hmm. so important. And it just took me two years to figure out that that's what I've been missing. So I signed up for an indoor rock climbing (gasps) class. Sammy, get out of here. You're going to be so good at rock climbing. Rock climbing is so hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll see. I've never done it before, but I just was like, you should. I need. I've never done it. Oh, my God, Sammy. I love this. Yeah, I, I it just is, goes towards the same point of it is, I think, important to put yourself in new, new situations. situations and that helps you build confidence in mm-hmm. all aspects of your life. Yes. And it's like it's you are you learn something new, but that also means you're interacting with like different groups of people, right? Like yes. you're now going to be interacting with a whole kind of person that you don't normally interact with like rock climbers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's Mm -hmm. like really so good that keeps your world from getting like our worlds get smaller and smaller as we get older i've just been talking about this in therapy um look at all of us getting to it but because of going to school where i'm like these they're all aside from the fact that they're all much younger than me but it just like it's a whole group of people that i would never have interacted with never have known whole different perspectives like it's just and it, I can feel my brain being like, 
like taking like breaths yeah. for the first time mm. and yeah like two and a half years yeah. just like literally feels good Ooh, we're feels social good. creatures man we need Ooh. it and we just need like new fucking synapses firing otherwise our yeah. like brain dies and we're we're living creatures and living creatures need to grow and part of growing is doing hard things and also like the rock climbing thing is such a great example because i think you have to, even though rock climbing feels like, oh, how would this connect to anything else in my life? It's like, no, if you do something hard in one part of your life, you're going to, it's going to resonate out, out from that. Like other things you're wow, going to feel I like, oh, I can do this. this. Wow. I'm inspired. I'm, inspired. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Henley. I'm proud of you for doing a public oh. speaking, facing your fears. And of course you did a good job. I'm not surprised. Oh my god! Yeah, I have to speak to a bunch of um, like Netflix creatives, like the people who buy all the shows. Ooh. I'm gonna talk to them about why our archive matters, and wow. so we'll see. We'll see what happens. You're gonna kill it. Um, tell me about you guys. What's going on? Um, well, I had COVID. <laughs> Sam yeah. had COVID. She did. And it did suck. It was not fun. Yeah, it's I, bad. You know, mm. hard to say how severely I had it. I had got a real high temperature. That fever scared yeah, that me, Sam. Really, I didn't like, really high I didn't like when you had that I fever. I went up to, to 104. Which is like as high as it can go before they you have to like go to the hospital. I know. I did. I It did make me look up when you can get brain damage from a fever because it, it I felt it in my brain. Like I felt it, your body shouldn't like be I that hot. I couldn't walk straight. Oh my God, Sammy. It was like, Oh, this is not good, but you can't, you can't get brain damage from a fever until your temperature is about 107 or 108. Jesus. And Christ. you should be going to the emergency room at 105. So one little degree no away. No brain damage. But the scary, the scariest thing <laughs> <Okay>. of all <laughs> during my COVID is that I watched, I think, 40 hours of Love Island in oh, four yes. days. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, the new, there's like a new season, right? Yes, it's happened. I think it just finished and I'm actually not totally done with it because I'm on Hulu time and they come on a little bit later. I think there's a, a week or two delay. But the first day I laid on the couch watching Love Island literally all day long. And by the end of the day, <laughs> my right eye had swelled up. Oh, my God. <gasps> like, like fluid or something had accumulated you were leaning, because you were leaning on that. Yes, because no. I did not move from laying on my side. Oh my it wasn't. It wasn't so dramatic. It wasn't Man, crazy, I but it was just like thinking about like fluids moving around in our yeah, body. You know, like I, I just like looked that. in the mirror and was my eye was bigger. One of my eyes looked bigger than wait, the other. The actual, and, wait, the actual eye. The eyelid. No, the eyelid. We're swollen. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because one time I looked in the mirror and one of my pupils was way smaller than the other pupil. And Ooh, I try not to, I just too. try not to think about that. I try not to think about the fact that that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is no. strange. That's terrifying. But tell us more about Love Island. How is it? It's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's great. I mean, you know, I I miss the early seasons of Love mm. Island where they could um, chain smoke on camera nonstop. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's something sure. a little there's some magic missing now that they can't get drunk and smoke cigarettes, which I understand is is probably a good decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they were on never the really producer, that drunk, part of the producers definitely smoking a shit ton of cigarettes. I, do, I, I just love loved that. I loved them smoking cigarettes nonstop. Just makes it look funnier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just there's something about it that's very special <laughs> to me. But yeah, uh, so so some of that is missing, but. I mean, I, I've said before that at one point it took me a year to watch a season of Love Island. And this one I'm going to finish in a couple weeks. All here, you needed so. was one bout of COVID. I think that's, that's right. the best way to do it. That's how I, I did think so it. Too. I loved it. It was great. Did your Hulu break? Because mine broke. I was trying to watch too many episodes right in a row. It kept breaking. <laughs> My Hulu has been weird lately when I try to watch I have it too a- much. Hulu Plus, so maybe oh, it's a little bit nicer. I don't have commercials. Fine. Oh, wow. You don't have any commercials? I don't, I don't mm. have any commercials, so I guess I have Hulu Plus, too. Okay, yeah. brag. <laughs> I mean, I'm not watching commercials. Well, my thing is actually going to be about Hulu commercials, weirdly enough. Okay, great. <gasps> Perfect transition. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, hear so it. I, so I've been watching a lot of Hulu <laughs> What? Lately, is not, it an ad for Hulu? Not plus. Um, I don't. Maybe it is an ad for Hulu. Um, we've been watching Top Chef as as I mm, talk about right. every week on Hulu, and we've also I'll also shout out. We've been watching The Bear, which is a great show, and a little shout out to our friend Renee who uh, writes on it. Bear stresses me out a little. I have Too to take much? breaks. Um, it's intense cooking like oh, it's intense, but it's very, very also, good. What kind of fucking restaurant is it? It's driving me crazy. Hot it's dogs. like a fancy sandwich restaurant. They're cooking different types of food all the time. <laughs> and I can't keep track of what they're selling. What's for them. It's I wonder it's if they, have, they should have a place where you can like look up what their menu is just to just to clear it up. I'm just like, are we eat, are you selling chocolate cake like fancy chocolate cake and donuts? Standard like American fare. Do you know what There's I mean? There's a part where they sell like meat ox oriented. Tongue. They're making ox tongue. A meat sandwiches, but then sometimes a fancy short rib entree. Because he's like and a fancy, fancy chef. And desserts as well. I, I appreciate the food porn, but I, it is also just like... Confusing. I get confused about what type of restaurant it is. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll try to ask my friend Renee. Renee, send us the menu. We're confused. <laughs> um... <laughs> But okay, so I do have commercials on my Hulu. And for those of us who, you know, know what that's like, you get the same ads over and over again, right? Like every yeah. commercial break, it's like the same two, three ads. Um, yeah. So I'm getting a lot of the same ads over and over again. And so one of them is this, a, there's this OK Google ad, which I don't know if you guys have, have seen it. it. The premise of these ads, no matter who's in them, is you're hanging out and you go like, hey, Google, what's this song? And you like hum it and then the song starts playing and then you're like listening to a song together. That's the premise of these ads, if anyone's seen it. The first one that we were getting all the time was um, Addison Ray, who's like, she's a TikTok person, right? Or a Disney mm. person or she's young. I think she's, she's a TikTok she's person. She's a TikTok person. She's probably like 20. Yeah. And she's having a little dinner party and everyone's on their phones and she's like, what do I do? What do I do? And so she goes, um, hey, hey, Google, or okay, Google, what's what's this song? And she goes, mm-mm-mm-mm. And then Baxter Boys starts playing and everybody gets up and dances. They're like, oh, it's Baxter Boys. Wait, we gotta start dancing. I'm having so much fun. Great. I kept seeing that commercial. Didn't phase me. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Then they switched to, I've been watching Hulu for a long time. They switched to the new version of their ad. This ad is um, same premise. 
with the Lawrence brothers. Do you guys remember the Lawrence brothers? Ooh, I've seen this ad, no. Joey. Matt I and did Andy not Lawrence. recognize them at all. I know it took me a while, but it's the Lawrence brothers. They were I don't know who they are. They who were are big they? on like the Disney Channel. They mm-hmm. had a show, Brotherly Love. They used to be like uh, Matt Lawrence played a part in Boy Meets World in the later season. They were like mm-hmm. little heartthrobby boys, like around of, like the JTT era. Yes, around our like time as children young early teens yeah but so i saw the fucking lawrence brothers who i haven't thought about in 20 years Mm -hmm. in this ad and it got me thinking why the fuck are the lawrence brothers in an ad like what's happening why are the lawrence brothers and then it made me think about the addison ray ad and i was like wait why is she playing backstreet boys she's 20 years old her at a party with her friends wouldn't be playing Backstreet Boys. And then I realized it's because they're advertising to me. They're advertising <laughs> to people in my age group. They are trying right. to evoke nostalgia for people in their 30s. And I, yes. and I had this moment of being like, oh, my God, I'm an adult. Like, <gasps> I, I am who is being marketed to. Oh, it, it, it's like it was like a clearer example of like where I'm at in my life that I have maybe ever had I, I talked about this in therapy i'm like really fascinated by it that i'm like oh my god i have we have transitioned from like these stupid kids buy too much avocado toast to like they'll buy google home do you know what i mean like it's mm. like we're the market and it's mm-hmm. blowing yeah. my mind mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. anyway that's i just can't stop thinking about it because i'm like that's the only reason well, it's interesting because I feel like I do need that external proof that I'm an adult. You know, we've talked yes, about this before. I truly <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I'm we are not. I mean, obviously, we're not the youngest generation and we know that. But it just I, I I'm it's I was, it's blowing my mind. I know. I know we need to talk about this movie. Um, so apologies for even asking this question. <laughs> but do you guys like think do you guys like wish you could like reset sometimes and like know what you know now and start at a different age? No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Great. Perfect. Succinct answers. <laughs> I wish I could be this age for like 20 years. Does that make mm. sense? I wish I could be in my 30s for like a longer stretch than just my 30s, but I don't want to go back to my 20s. Because this is like a game that I play with myself and I I don't mean it because obviously <laughs> like I don't want anything to be different about my current life. But I think about like, oh, if I was in high school and I knew what I knew now, what would I how would mm. I choose differently? Like, yeah, what would I, I do that? I do that. The point is you like literally couldn't. You know, that's the whole well, deal. No, of, well, of course you can't. And of course I wouldn't want to because I want my life that I have. And if I made different right. choices, I might not have the life that I have. But it's okay. still like it's a I, I just, you know, if I'm like in the car and it's a long it's a long drive or something like that, I'll find my mind doing mm. that exercise sometimes. I was thinking about this today as well. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about regrets and just asking people looking back on their life. And a lot of people like to say, I have no regrets. And (laughs) one of the people on this podcast was like, that's literally insane. And I've always felt this way too. Like (laughs) I have so many regrets. Like that's, (laughs) I understand the concept of everything, every choice you've ever made has led you to where you are now. And you have to accept the things that have happened. And that is true. 
But I also think that could have been different decisions. You're lying if you if you see if you're saying that you have no regrets, you've <laughs> never you've never done anything you regret. That's it is crazy. That's that, is, that is insane. Actually, crazy. But I would say for me, my regrets come down to like small choices when it comes yeah. to. Big mm-hmm. mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I think I understand the f- that I have no regrets when it comes to like big mistakes, because when I look back on like the big moments in my life where I go like, yeah, I didn't handle that how I would have liked to. Those are the moments where I'm like, I learned because like like the things that I think about regrets are like one night at a party where I'm like, oh, my God, you were such an idiot. I wish I'd never done that. <laughs> but the big mistakes, I'm sort of like, yeah, That's I true. would do it differently were I to do it again. But I also understand why I did it that way and like why I had to do it that way. But there's a thousand regrets I have. Yeah. Maybe for me, it's also I don't know. I'm thinking it through right now about why I even like to do this. I think <laughs> it's it's like um, having like the knowledge and the confidence that I have now as a younger person. I feel like maybe I could enjoy some of what I went through more. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. Where it's like I wouldn't have to be as anxious if yeah. I was kind of more of the person than I am now. You know, yeah, and it's like it would be fun to relive some of that and actually like be in the present moment. And then I always circle back to this is a lesson for right now, Henley. God damn it! (laughs) This is a lesson for right now. You just need to stop being anxious today, right now. (laughs) I think too, like if you like really regret something, there is probably an opportunity for growth there that you are not capitalizing Mm -hmm. on, right? Says someone with no fucking mental health um, expertise at all. But I, I that's just like because ultimately it's like, well, fucking regret it all you want. It happened. Yeah. Who cares? Right. So move what on. are you going to just sit, like learn from it? Do some do move, a different next on. time. Mm-hmm. Get over it. That's just like fucking get over I it. I started taking this exercise <laughs> class where my favorite thing is recently in the classes. Everybody was like moaning because it was really hard. And she goes, oh, get over it. <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> so hard just get over it um but wow all this talk about adulthood and youth and things you would have known and done differently and millennials and and gen z baby really leads (laughs) us into this week's movie that we said we were the most excited for and then spent two and a half hours not talking about it (laughs) the movie is Bodies, bodies, bodies. Woo-hoo! Oh, my God. Directed by Helena Rain, written by Sarah DeLapp, story by Kristen Rupenian, starring Amanda Stenberg, Maria Bakalova, Rachel Sennett, Myhala Harold, Chase Sweet Wonders, Pete Davidson, and Lee Pace. Pace. Be still my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my uh, Lee God. Pace, who, for those of you who don't know, I think is the hottest person alive on planet Earth. He is. I think, he's honestly, like, objectively, he there. is. Yeah, he's, like, unquestionably in the top five. He's so attractive. <laughs> he's so attractive. His Instagram is uh, stunning. 6'5", actor Lee Pace. Also, truly steals the fucking show. Everyone in this movie. So, I, okay, spo- yeah, freaking spoiler alert. I saw it, too. With Sammy, I went to a scary movie. I'm so jealous. I would have seen it if I'd been in L.A. and we could have all gone together. God, fuck. Fuck not living in the same city. Fuck it, you guys. Fuck it. Fuck it. 
Um, well, there's one way to solve that, and it's for you to move here. I know. I know. Okay. So you saw it too, Emily. You felt the same way. I you loved fucking it? loved it. I did have it was moments a blast. while I was watching it of like sitting in the theater and looking at the bottom of the screen instead of the whole screen and going, hey, it's okay. They're just making a little, like literally this is the frame, phrasing that went through my head. They're just making a little movie for you. They, make, they just made a little. They just made a little movie for you. It's just a, that's all this is. It's just a, just a little movie for you, and it's like it wasn't too scary, but it is tense, and it's like mm-hmm. they, it's very well made, and that there's a lot of like you know darkness and flashlights and what's gonna happen. But I knew in watching it, I was like, first of all, it was great and so funny, but I knew this is gonna be a movie you'll be so happy to have seen. I will rewatch this movie ten thousand times, and it will be so fun to rewatch. And so in order to get there, you got to go through it, baby. We should say that it's currently just in L.A. and New York. It opens wide this Friday. And I wouldn't say that it's. Yeah, I think it's not like full blown horror. It's very fun. It's horror comedy. It's it's got a lot of mystery elements like a murdery mystery type thing. So if you're curious. I'd say go see it. It's yeah. rated R, though, right? It's rated it R. Is, it is rated R. It, it definitely, like, there is a world in which, had I not done this podcast you for two been and scared. a half years. Too scared. Three years? Three years. It's coming three, three years. I would, have been, I would have been too scared, for sure. And I will say, this is a good one, then, if you, like, want to see it, but you are too scared. If you listen to this, then you can definitely go see it. This is, like, okay. yeah. and, and then you could maybe just, like, like how it will be for me on a rewatch sit back and enjoy so if, if this is one that you like want to yeah, see but you're maybe concerned listen to this and then go see it when it opens wide on friday um okay let me give you some stats we've got a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes should be higher wow 71 on metacritic should be and higher. 5.5 on imdb for Wait, some reason I, on IMDb. After it. I think the it's the trolls. trolls the trolls <laughs> I think obviously it's the trolls <laughs> those fucking trolls they're absolutely it wrong again. god it it should be 100 100 100 it's kind of funny <laughs> to imagine like russia deploying bots for bodies 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 to get the imdb <laughs> rating lower I mean, I don't know. There's so got to be a reason. <laughs> uh, there's no budget. I couldn't find any budget info. And because it's not open wide yet, I don't think there's even okay. box, box office, office info. Yeah. It probably wasn't. We were saying it wasn't a crazy high budget, I don't think. Yeah. It's one location, very small cast. I can't imagine it's too crazy of a budget. Um, mm. The first choice to direct the film was Chloe Acuno, who directed... Watcher, which is another mm. horror movie that came out this year, oh. starring Micah Monroe. Speaking of the Watcher, Silas recently it's just Watcher. Oh, it's just Watcher. Oh, I think he, I think he rented the Watcher. Maybe it was a different oh, movie. Maybe it's a different movie. Um, uh, he was. I left him alone, truly. For I'm not joking. Like 45 seconds in the living room. He picked up the remote to our TV. We have like an Amazon smart TV. He turned it on and pressed a few buttons and rented a movie (laughs) called The Watcher and watched the first like 25 seconds of it before I walked into the room and was like, what the fuck is this? What is this horror movie that's playing on the TV? He rented and started watching a horror movie. I'll under, I'm not exaggerating, like under two minutes. Like, I don't even think it was a full two minutes that I was gone. I think you got to, you got to listen to what Silas yeah. Silas is telling you what he needs and wants to be a little like, baby. The content I, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Disney's shorts. I don't want to watch. I want to watch Watcher. 
<laughs> okay, anyway, go on. Um, but yeah, so she was the the original choice to direct the film. And I just, I recently watched Watcher, which I loved. Um, but I think Helena Rain was the correct choice. I think yeah, it's it was directed. very well directed. It's perfect. The music in this film is by Disaster Piece, who they also composed the score for It Follows, which is one of the best scores probably of all oh, time. Yeah. Wow. Cool. And another movie starring Micah Monroe. Micah Monroe. The cinematography in this was by Jasper Wolf, who he was also the cinematographer on Monos, which is just, I think, one of the most beautiful movies ever made and Dang, what a freaking there's just dream team everybody, oh everybody coming together in this movie and one of the editors julia block was the editor of green room and his <gasps> house and this so wow they have the same editor team. wow this team fucking killing it wow amazing dream team and there's yeah that's all the trivia there's not too much trivia about it so i think let's just watch this trailer and let's, let's get into watch it the let's watch the trailer let's watch the trailer you don't have to be nervous. I I'm not nervous. Wow, they're all so impressive. You're impressive. They're gonna be obsessed with you. They're not as nihilistic as they look on the internet. You guys, this is me. Oh, whoa. Is this your first relationship? Oh, no. You just kind of give that vibe. Well, you know that has weed in it, right? Who wants to play bodies, bodies, bodies? So how do you play? If you draw the piece of paper that has the X on it, you are the murderer. Let's go. And if you're the murderer, you have to kill someone by touching them on the back. The most important part, if you come across a body, you have to yell, Body, body, body! Oh, wow. Is that the lights? Friend is dead. Someone's doing this. trying to kill us off one by one. That would be so obvious if I were the killer. Taking off my clothes in the window for the neighbors. Where are you? How long have you known her? What are you talking about? Jordan, what are you doing? I'm staying safe. Really? Because it looks like you're grabbing a meat cleaver to go look for my boyfriend. Just watch your girl. You pushed her, liar! You just want to be me. What is happening? That all you got, mother? Oh, it's so good. That Charlie XCX song. God, I want to see it again right now. Wow. Yeah. So wow. good. It's very fun. It's just. It's just a good time, you know? I was feeling a little, like, triggered by that whole concept of, like, showing up somewhere where you're like, wow, everyone's cool and yeah. kind of judging yeah, me. Yeah, that's a really big... It's like, that's it's big the biggest scary part at the beginning is just the idea of, like, walking into a group of strangers and they're all, like, rich and fucking annoying and having to be like, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Marie Baklava, she's so feeling. good. She's the daughter. She's Borat's daughter in the new Borat movie. And that was her first thing ever. She got nominated for an Oscar for that. 
she was so good in it she's a man she anyway she's perfect casting for this because she plays that so well of like a little bit unsure even just an outsider yeah and her even having like an accent and just being like Mm -hmm. she's so clearly not one of these people it's just great yeah fuck yeah i can't oh my god it's so fucking fun it's a crisp 90 minutes hell yeah i love a 90 minute film no wasted space everything is perfect everything's it's just perfect. like that charlie xcx song it's exactly exa- it feels just like that song it's the movie version of end that song to end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man it's the bleakest time of the year so you know what that means we deserve to get cozy on the couch rewatch our favorite tiktok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine if you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle you will love our next sponsor naked wines did you know that when you buy wine today most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website. And put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's a hundred dollars off and less than seven dollars per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary. For a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Just tell me about it. God damn it. We're just going to tell you. Tell you guys tell me because I want to know. Let's get into it. Okay, so we'll start by saying, again, this is a new release, so apologies if it is not a hundred percent accurate retelling. We will do our best. Mm-hmm. 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 That's all we can ask. We start over black hearing the sounds of a wet makeout. Ah! <laughs> And we see uh, two of our main characters, Sophie and B, kissing. Sophie is Amanda Stenberg. B is Maria Bakalova. And mm-hmm. th- th- we get the impression that they are a somewhat recent couple. B is meeting Sophie's friends for the first time. They are mm-hmm. on their way to one of Sophie's friends' house that is having, I don't know, a party, parents are out of town type deal. Okay, and they're making out, and 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 Sophie says to B, "I love you," and then says, "You don't have to say it back." Mm-hmm. I just like wanted to tell you, so that is clear. That's the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Are they how are they like in college? Are they out of co- they're after? I, I think out of college, like mid twenties, mid, mid to 
all the actors are like 20s i'd say 23 to 26 i looked up okay okay so Mm -hmm. they're around yeah but they're they're at their parent like the parents house yeah okay and we see that b is texting her mom a lot at at one point she's on her phone sophie's saying who are you texting she says my mom they pull up to the house. It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no neighbors. It's just this one huge, massive, fancy ass house. Where do we think they are? Somewhere on the East Coast. I would say East Coast. It feels East Coast. Okay. Yeah. And Sophie goes in first. B stays behind, says, hold on. I, I left something in the car. I got to go back. And... Sophie says don't take too long Sophie's like clearly very excited To bring B to meet her mm. friends B is nervous Very nervous she like checks herself In the mirror like takes a minute to sort of compose Herself in the car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she grabs a loaf of Zucchini bread that she baked <laughs> For them Which I feel like We just know as an audience is not going to Be their vibe these very yeah. <laughs> Very rich spoiled Kids um, but it's very sweet and she grabs the bread, checks her hair and then leaves the car. But we see that she leaves the passenger window, like vi- mirror visor open with the light on and it stays on that for a while oh. so that we're meant to register. She left a die. light on in the car. Yep. Yeah. Which like gave me stress, anxiety, anxiety I mean, because you're like, fuck. Puck, puck, yeah. Puck, but puck. also just because that's so annoying. Just any time that's happened to yes. me many times. Yes. And yes. it's so yes. fucking annoying. It sucks. It's the worst. And it's just like such a dumb mistake. It's also like it shouldn't work that way. Like it's like the car should well, turn that turn off, off eventually. Like turn it off. It's so we can stupid. Go to, into space. Okay. We figured yeah. that out. We figured that out. <laughs> Figure out some sort of fucking timer situation <laughs> on the light in the car. Uh, so she go, she heads in and we see some shots of the rest of Sophie's friends all are underwater, holding their breath underwater, being very still. And as they arrive, they see... Sophie and B walking up through the top of the water and like all burst out of the water. And already we see on the side of the pool a bunch of empty shot glasses, bottle of tequila. They're mm-hmm. already all pretty drunk and partying. And um the vibe is immediately very weird. Mm-hmm. They don't seem super stoked to see Sophie. And they all mm-hmm. seem very surprised. They're like, oh, you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh no. Oh one no. of them one of them whispers, what is she doing here? And then yeah, they they introduce themselves and this is all clearly a group of friends who knows each other except for Lee Pace's character, Greg, who also is very obviously I mean, I looked. Lee Pace is 43. Yeah, he's so much older. Yeah. He's so much older. He's so much older than them. Ugh. And he's laying in the pool float and somebody and she says like, oh, hi, I'm Sophie. And he goes, oh, Sophie, like she he's heard he, like about they've heard, Sophie. They've heard about Sophie. Okay. Yeah. okay. And Sophie's just pretending like that's not the vibe. She's just ignoring it. Yes. Yeah. But B's obviously picking it up. Mm. So they're not happy. They don't care really about B. They're just not happy to see Sophie. I mean, some of them act like Alice. So th- like these people are Alice. Um, her boyfriend, the guy that she brought, Greg, who's Lee Pace, 
David, which is Pete Davidson, his girlfriend, Emma, and then Jordan. This is like a group of friends. And this is David's house, Pete Davidson's house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Who Sophie had said earlier to be that David is her best friend, like childhood best friends. But like Alice gets out of the pool and gives her a big hug and is sort of like, oh, you're here. But they're just like thrown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a tension. There's also a line in here where they say... I think they say B has been listening to your podcast, Alice. And Alice turns back to the pool and she's all excited. She's like, oh my God, a friend, a, a fan, a of, fan, the pod. fan of the pod. Fan of the pod. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Which <laughs> really oh, made man. me laugh. And there's mention here of a storm coming in. We learned that the rest of them all arrived yesterday. And the big storm is happening today. Yeah. And I guess that's the purpose of this trip is that they all wanted to be in David's parents' huge house for this big storm that's going to happen. Okay. They they say, hurricane party. Alice finds a bottle of champagne and Greg (laughs) finds a sword somewhere and opens it opens the champagne with the sword that he does that like crazy little movement of and, and everyone's like oh my god everyone like, is the girls like love greg pete davidson is clearly like oh this fucking guy like because he's just so fucking hot and funny and they're all like obsessed with him and he's just like jesus christ <laughs> at some point uh, sophie asks someone like what greg's deal is there's mention that he was in afghanistan they're just kind of like i don't know where this guy came from it's yeah, alice's like, new guy she met him on a dating app he's like this older guy that alice is dating and they're also like okay i watched an interview interview with someone and they were like he's a perfect himbo and i just love the word himbo Uh, (laughs) what does himbo mean again it's like a male bimbo bimbo. oh hot hot idiot (laughs) like and his vibe in this movie oh i mean everyone is so good it's so well cast his vibe is like total space cadet doesn't think it's weird that he's there with all of he's just sort of like what oh we're partying cool like he's just like every he's so, it's impossible to describe how funny he is in this movie truly every moment he was on screen i laughed <laughs> and as he's pouring champagne someone offers sophie a glass and she says oh i'm sober and they all and they go like oh yeah good for you like cool that's <laughs> like such fucking little assholes are such a specific kind of person <laughs> and then we get our first rumbling of the storm and seems like storm clouds are rolling in start hearing some thunder and they all move the party inside it's, i think it starts raining they it start, starts like, pouring mm, and they're yeah. like oh it's happening mm-hmm. it's time, happening time they're for, excited hurricane party they is starting they go inside and at some point, Sophie goes with David to talk to him in what looks like David's parents' office or something. And there's a good little interaction in here where he's still annoyed about Greg and talks about how Greg is not hotter than him. He's like hot, but he's not that hot. He's like, he's like, we're basically the same amount of hot. <laughs> Which is so funny. It's so funny. Sorry, Pete Davidson. Not true. I know. He's like obsessed with Greg. So he's like. I mean, he's not he's not better than me, right? Who's like a kid? This guy, whatever. Um, he has a, a Pete Davidson has like a black eye. Yeah, and Sophie I asks, that in the trailer. She's like, mm-hmm. "What happened?" He's like, "Oh, Max hit me," and she's like, "Oh yeah, where is Max?" And he's like, "Nah." So there's this other friend, Max, 
who okay. should be here. He's not. Mm-hmm. And he and he and David got in some altercation that gave David a black eye. But David, David is once again like, but I think it makes me look like cool. Like it makes me look hot. <laughs> um, and he asks Sophie. He's like she asks, like, have you talked to my parents? Uh, there's like a, a little mm-hmm. weird bit of tension there. And she he goes like, why, why are you here? Self like, what are, what are you doing here? And she just goes, I'm, I missed you. It's like, no one has ever missed me ever. <laughs> like nobody misses me. Um, but they have like, they clearly go way back, but this is mm-hmm. still a straight, like it still isn't making total sense. Why all of a sudden she's back, like in this friend group, it seems like there's maybe been a lapse. Okay, yeah, but we, we have no inkling of what happened yet. We don't really know. Yeah. Meanwhile, B is downstairs with the rest of the friend group she's with uh emma and jordan she asks for the code to the wi-fi and jordan asks she says i can send it to you give me your email address b thinks this is weird and is like okay but gives her email and then she gets onto the wi-fi again to check in with her mom and they're being this perfect balance of nice and bullying her, like mm-hmm. saying things like, so is this your first relationship? And she says no. And they say, oh, you just kind of give off that vibe. And she says, um, so are you from Moscow? And she says again, no. And Emma says, oh, because Dr. Zhivago is like my favorite movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they ask, like, did you go to college in Russia or did you, like, come go to college here? And she says, I I went to school here. Mm-hmm. They're, like, getting to know her, but in a way that's, like, what's your problem? Like, yeah, like, what's wrong like, with Like, why you? are you weird? Yeah. <laughs> why are you weird? At one point, Jordan <laughs> passes her in the hallway before this conversation happens. It gets up, like, really close to her. And it's, like, really, it's, like, kind of sexual, but kind of intimidating. And she yeah. just goes, be careful with sophie and b is like okay oh. like there's there oh. jordan is more intense than the rest of them and there's like a weird okay for thing sure there we also see when they're all downstairs i think at first we see them making a tiktok that mm-hmm. um like the girls and greg in the background are doing that you know that like bored in the house and i'm in the house bored, yes. bored in the house ha- and they're so they're like dancing to it uh, doing a tiktok and greg like doesn't get it because he's 43 <laughs> and um <laughs> So that's just like their vibe. They're like having a party and they're showing it off and they're just like those kind of people. And as B walks into that, Alice like doesn't literally can't think of anything to say to her. And so just hands her a drink and is like, here's some alcohol. And B starts drinking. And she's she's also eating a cake while they're like asking her, like, is this your first relationship? You saw us in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just eating this cake. She's, it looks like she's had a lot of it. She's and going Alice to town goes, on the cake. Alice's like, oh, um, you know, there's weed in that, right? <laughs> she's like, I mean, not a lot, but just like, you yeah, know, I just thought you should know. Just that you should know before you like go like you know go that's, ham on it. There's also sort of it feels up. like shaming her for like eating too much cake. <laughs> like it just feels up. like a, a bullying thing of just like oh by the way you've just like had a lot of drugs because <laughs> you ate too much. Cake. Also I hate yeah I hate the idea of a surprising a surprise edible a surprise yeah. edible is never so, welcome. So I, I think it. but it, it like opens the door now to being like okay well I guess we're partying because partying. she's like well I've already had drugs she gave me a drink so then we sort mm-hmm. of move into this party 
scene. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like hard cut to them dancing. We see Alice has on little globe bracelets and shit. And we know that at least David and Alice are doing coke. They keep going and, and sneaking off together. Very. I need your help in the kitchen. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry, it's an emergency. And they go and they just do coke. But they're all like dancing. Music's playing. The lights are off. Also, it's like actively storming outside. At some point, David says to Sophie, you should watch your girl. And we look over and see that Jordan and B are like dancing real close again. Like it's just a very intense energy between mm. them. And mm-hmm. to interrupt this, Sophie yells out, silence, who wants to play bodies, bodies, bodies? Just to redirect. Which is met with like some groans and some of them being like, yeah! Like, mm-hmm. it's clearly a game they've played before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, yeah, lights come up. We're sitting in a circle. And we're explaining bodies, bodies, bodies. Is this a real game? It's based on a real game. Yeah, it's like Murderer. or It's like that game where, like, uh, what, uh, Cops oh, and Rob? Sar- no, what do you call sardines? it? I think there's lots of different names and versions of it. But, yeah, it's basically oh, just Mafia, some, I think, was the name Mafia, that I was Some people call it Werewolf. You cut up little pieces of paper, draw an X on one. Whoever draws the X is the murderer. And you turn all the lights off and whoever they tap on the shoulder has to then drop on the ground and play dead. And then when you find a dead body, you have to yell out bodies, bodies, bodies. The lights come up and you all debate who you think the killer is. But for some reason, the game starts with everyone slapping each other in a circle. I think this is just them being like fucking little freaks is the game starts with you sit in a circle you have to slap the person next to you and then they have to take a shot oh slap shots yes i was gonna say henley i feel like talked about this in our wizard of oz bonus episode of this game where you just slap each other that looks like honestly it's so fun we should play it (laughs) next time we're together no i don't want to play this game this feels like when did you learn this henley when did you play this game tim played it in college all the time it's very much college type this is a fucking east coast no he was he went to college in the west coast okay this feels like a like a rich kid east coast game well to it was me. definitely a rich kid thing probably yeah this feels like a rich kid thing for sure yeah. sorry tim <laughs> <laughs> not that tim's necessarily a rich kid but for but sure like all that, his college friends crowd, are yeah but you know i honestly think it's really fun it gives you like such a great little jolt of adrenaline i guess if it's done improperly it's not fun but like well, yeah we get it if you do it with like people you trust really it's fun. slapping each other yeah 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 that's not fun but if you do like a little 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 tap it's it's like it really it's it's exciting one of them even <laughs> says like i hate this game someone always cries like it's clear that this can escalate easily Okay. All right. I've never been in that situation and I would never want anything to happen where anyone was actually crying. So I don't condone that behavior. They say when they're explaining the rules, Emma is the one who's like, I hate this game. Somebody always ends up crying. They're like, you always end up crying. And then they say, well, she's an actor. She cries easily. She's always crying. Somebody makes a joke about like, did you remember Hedda Gabler? Like, there's this running joke about the time she played Hedda Gabler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, But so they do the slap shots and... Some of them are really fucking slapping each other. Jordan slaps the shit out of B, like hard. Yeah. And then B goes to slap David and just does, does like a little tap. And, and like, they're like, no, come on, really hit him. He deserves to be hit. Really slap him. She goes to do a little bit harder, still doesn't. And he goes, no, like this. And he just like hits the shit out of Lee Pace. 
Oh my god. See, this this is not fun. I just want to I want to reiterate. Nobody thinks it's fun. Don't want to actually hit anyone. Okay, yeah. yeah because yeah. it's clear that he actually doesn't like Greg too. And, and so, he just wanted to hit him. And Greg yeah. looks obviously annoyed, but doesn't really react. He just shakes it off. And they they get into the game and turn the lights off. There's I think these like lights off moments are probably mm-hmm. the only moments that are actually scary or tense. Yeah, it's just scary to like not see the full picture. A lot of cell phone flashlights as they're mm-hmm. sneaking around the rooms looking for places to hide until we hear bodies, 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 and the lights all come back on and we all reconvene in a living room, the living room area where Greg is lying face down. And we have our first victim here, and they're all saying, well, it's probably David, who's the killer. And Alice is is overly dramatically crying, like, oh, no, like, my boyfriend is dead. And they flip him over. Because they're like, okay, Greg, like, you can, you can get up. You don't have to keep playing dead. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't wake up. And they're kind of shaking him, going, Greg, Greg, Greg. <laughs> And then David comes up and goes, uh, this always works, and takes a beer bottle and taps him in the balls. And Greg like jumps up and is like, oh, hey. <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay, so fake funny. Because I look over at Sammy and Sammy was so upset because she was like, are you about to lose Lee Pace this early in the movie? I know. I, I really, really got, got worried, us. too. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, he wasn't in it for that long. Okay, phew. Phew. I'm relieved. And they continue debating again. Most of them think it's David. David, I think, accuses Emma, Emma, who is his girlfriend. And at Mm. some point, Greg says in this debate, the best defense is a good offense. And David asks him to like what he means by that like three times in a row and keeps making him explain it further and further until Greg realizes he's fucking with him. And he's like, Oh, you guys are, f- you're fucking with me. I, I get it. I get it. Like, it's like clear that David is just being a dick. Mm-hmm. So Greg's like, all right, I'm off to bed. Like, bye kids. I'm putting myself to bed. Cause he can't play anymore. Anyway, he's dead. And so he's yeah. like, oh. and he's so like, he's like, Nope, fuck it. Fuck this guy. So then yeah. they, they all, he goes up to bed and they're all like, David, you're such a dick. And he's like, oh, what? I'm a dick. And so he starts getting on Emma. He says something to Emma that like makes her tear up. And he's like, oh, my God, you're so full of shit. Look, you're like acting. You're such a fucking actor. Someone brings up. I think it's Alice who brings up like, are, maybe you're like upset today because you like guys don't have sex. Oh, right. Um, and that then he gets really off. pissed. He's like, are you talking about us behind our back, which everybody has the right to do. That's what mm-hmm. being alive in this world is. You have to talk to your friends about things. <laughs> yeah, but Emma goes like, no. And Alice says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. And so he gets really pissed and he basically goes like, fuck this game. I'm out. Like, fuck this. And he like really is really mean to Emma. He, and he like, does this whole thing about how she says like, you, you're gaslighting me. And he's like, oh my God, like that's so boring. Oh, that's like right. what's next? You're going to call me a narcissist. Like be a little bit more creative. Like you're basically just using all the fucking, these terms are so popular. They don't even fucking mean anything anymore. Get a yeah, little he's more like, how you've original. Never had a fucking, you've never had an original thought in your goddamn life. Like you, he just like basically really stupid. Up. He's so mean. And then he goes like, fuck this game. I'm out. And he leaves. 
the rest of the girls sort of rally around Emma and they're like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, let's keep playing. Like, it's fine. I'm happy. Let's keep playing. <laughs> um, so the girls decide to keep playing and they sit in their circle again and they start to do another round of slap shots. Um, the power goes out because it's a hurricane. <gasps> and at first they think David is fucking with them. Like he's turned the bra- switched the breaker off or whatever. And so Jordan asks where the breaker panels are in maybe they're in the basement or whatever she's going to go look for them they all kind of spread out a bit someone has to go to the bathroom the wi-fi goes down uh yeah none of them have reception anymore uh b asks where the bathroom is and uh sophie tells her oh it's it's downstairs and so b goes to go use the bathroom um, and she, in looking for the bathroom, ends up down downstairs and is just sort of like looking around. I mean, she's in this, it's like we all would, this mansion house. And she's like discovering all these new parts of it. And she's just sort of like looking around this room that again is like goes out to the pool, I think. And mm-hmm. it's all like sliding glass door, like all glass windows around mm-hmm. it, which, you know, is is not ideal. Yeah, like floor to ceiling windows. And as she's looking around, all of a sudden... David's body slams up against the outside <gasps> of one of the windows. Holy it's shit. It's a big jump scare. Then it, it back, backs up, slams up against it again. We see he is not looking good. He's covered in blood. It's pouring outside. She screams. All the girls come running. Um, we oh go outside. God. We're surrounding David's body. Oh, my God. Emma's holding him, crying. His throat is slit. He's <gasps> not quite dead, but he is, oh. like, dying. And he basically... They're like, he's not breathing, he's not breathing. They basically, yeah, like, watch him die. And he and he dies. Holy shit. They go, I think Emma goes to, like, drag his body, and Alice is like, don't leave it, like, it, evidence, like, we can't, we can't do anything to it. And they're just like, what the fuck, what the fuck? But again, there's fo- no reception, Wi-Fi is down, they can't call mm. the cops. Yeah, they go, like, mm. call uh, call them on, they're like, I can't, we have no, and so they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. They go, Where, who has a car? And I think Alice says, like, Max dropped us off and then he left. So we don't have a car. So we're like, OK, Sophie drove here. Sophie has a car. They all run and get into Sophie's car. And the battery mm. is dead. As we knew it would be. Oh, no. So they have to go back inside. Um, so they go back inside. They go in the kitchen. They're like all around the kitchen island. They're all absolutely freaking out. Like, who would have done this? Like, what what's going on? Is there somebody out there? They all are like, well, where's Max? Like, Max should have been back mm, by now. Mm-hmm. I think somebody says, like, Max and David got in a big fight last night. So, like, and I think it's Sophie who's like, what happened? Like, what happened with Max? Why, why is anybody telling me? And they're like, you know, Max said that he's in love with Emma and then punched David for some reason. I don't know. They got into a fight over it. Because Emma's David's girlfriend. I think because David thought it was, like, really sweet in a way that, like, belittled Max. Like, obviously, she would never like Max. And so Max punched him. Okay. And then left. But then they're like, but they're like, Max would never do this. Like, this wasn't Max. Just do you think Emma likes Max? Do we care about that? Does that matter? It doesn't seem like we don't care about that, but it doesn't seem like it. Okay. Do they immediately think it's Lee Pace? Very quickly. So then they go, wait where's greg yeah and alice is like he's asleep he's upstairs he's asleep and like well we've been fucking screaming why didn't he wake up why isn't he 
here mm-hmm. like how, and then, so then they start grilling her like how well do you know him mm-hmm. how long have you been dating she mm-hmm. says two weeks two they're weeks. like jesus christ alice like two weeks what's his what's his middle name what what's his last name like who is he and she goes nobody says middle nobody knows middle names until like really far in she goes he's a libra moon okay and that's a really important that says a lot <laughs> That's really funny. And Jordan is giving us the vibe of being the most, like taking charge most. Mm, She immediately starts looking for weapons. She's opening drawers. She grabs a big like meat cleaver. Mm -hmm. And she's saying to everybody, our friend is dead. Like we need to get our fucking shit together and we need to make a plan. Like this isn't a joke. We can't escalate things or something like that. And she said, I'm not escalating. You're the one grabbing a meat cleaver to go look for my boyfriend. (laughs) And I think, I think this is also at some point where like Alice is defending herself and defending Greg and Jordan is like, you don't know this guy. Like he, he, he could be fucking anyone. And she, Alice goes, you're silencing me. (laughs) Great. Great. It's so fun. It's like so well done because they are being so annoying and using such like internet therapized woke whatever language yep. but in it like comes off as so earnest from mm-hmm. that like they really believe it mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it like it does work in this scene really well man it's really funny so they realize they're like okay we need to all get weapons we need to find Greg. someone finds the bloody sword the sword that that greg had used to open the champagnes they're like yep. okay well here's this fucking thing here's the murder mm-hmm. weapon um so they go like, okay, we need we need to get weapons. We need to find Greg. So they all sort of split up and go upstairs. Yep. And we see a moment of what everybody is up to upstairs. We see Sophie rummaging through all these little ping pong balls. She's like, I think she's in David's room. She's like opening all these cases of ping pong balls and like rifling through them. Finds one that looks different. It's like a little eyeball. Opens it up. And there are drugs in it. Oh, mm-hmm. we also, I feel like we saw her yeah. a little bit earlier do coke. After mm-hmm. after they find David dead, she does she, coke. And yeah, so like, breaks Uh-oh. sobriety. Oh. Uh, maybe she maybe she pours herself a drink, too. Like I think she yeah, starts with a drink. So we see that, Ooh. yeah, she is not, not sober anymore. Um, and so now she's like rummaging and she finds these pills. We see B is looking through Jordan's room looks into her bag and pulls out this like bright yellow bra um, and is holding it. And Jordan walks in and goes, you're not going to find Greg in my bra. And so she like drops it and they like go. And so they all gather back together um, and are about to go into Alice and Greg's room. And they're all like so nervous to walk into the room. But they walk in and Greg is not in there. Okay. He's missing. And they find a bag full of suspicious looking things a go bag basically with knives a, ma- a map flashlight flashlight ni- a map with the house that they are in circled oh god and other kind of survivalist looking things and they're immediately freaked out like okay why does he have this bag of shit where is he? And they ask Alice, like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, it's a go bag for the hurricane. Like, he's prepared for the hurricane. That's why he brought it. But they're like, why would he have the house fucking circled on a map? Like, they're certain that it's Greg. And they're like, where is he? They go into the net. They realize Emma's not with them. So they go into the next room and they see like a mound under the sheets. They pull it back and it is Emma, but she's just like in shock, yeah, terrified and in shock, covered in blood and just like laying under the covers. And she's sort of like, where's Max? Like, where are we? Like, what's going on? 
Alice finds Xanax and she hear Emma hears like pills rattling. She's like, what is that? And Alice says, Xanax, you want some? And they're like, yes. So now we're all taking the Xanax and mm-hmm, we all mm-hmm. come back together and still need to go look for Greg. Oh, and they give and they give. She takes a Xanax and then Jordan gives Emma the meat cleaver and she's like, come on, we're going to go find Greg. So now they all have like a big knife. They're all fucking coked out and on Xanax. And they're like, okay, we got to go find Greg. <laughs> oh, no. No, you don't, though. And they go downstairs and we see through a window <laughs> Greg lying on his back with an LED light therapy mask on his face in this uh-huh. gym room that's lit kind of like a sauna. It's like a red room and it's just the funniest, weirdest little shot. And they're like, there he is. What What is he doing? What's he doing in Those there? Those things are the scariest things. I mean, they're I'm shocked so they haven't funny. been in a horror movie yet. Like that is a perfect horror movie prop I know. item. I know. They're really funny, but they're they're so bright. I, when you're wearing them, the reason I feel like you could not wear them to murder people is you can't you can't see shit when you're when mm. you're wearing them. They're blinding. No. So he's been like zoned out. He's been doing his little LED therapy this this whole time we see that he's wearing headphones and they all sort of like surround him with their knives and like (laughs) sort of like kick him to get him to like come to and he uh, pulls out his headphones is like oh what's up what's going on like they're like where have you been and he said i couldn't sleep so i came down here and they said like why didn't you hear us calling your name and he's like i had headphones in like what's up are you guys still playing Still playing werewolf, and then he goes, like, yeah, yeah, he's like so not. They are all totally freaked out. They have knives pointed up. He still thinks they're playing, and so he like does. It's so jarring and scary because he like does his like yeah, woo, and like runs after them. Is like ha, gotcha, 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 and they're like totally freaking out. <laughs> yeah, they're like just this just having such wildly different experiences where he is chasing them. They're like waving weapons at him, and at some point he realizes that they are actually pointing weapons at him and coming too close. And he gets freaked out and he slaps a knife out of one of the like very adept, just like slaps one and grabs it and is able to get the knife away from them and is like, hey, what the fuck? Like, can you guys back up? Can you guys back up? Like, give me some space. What's happening? And then they're all really tense because now he has a knife and they are like, what is what's your problem? So he's like, hey, let's all we're all going to lower our weapons all gonna drop our knives and everybody's like okay 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 and it's like this real hair everybody's slowly like okay i'll drop my knife you drop your knife i'll drop mine and it's but like nobody is certain what's going on (laughs) oh then what exactly how do we how does this ramp back up i can't i can't remember people do put the knives down but i think they just start yelling again it's just like the situation is so tense and everyone's so on edge that then it becomes clear that they're ramp like hyping themselves back up and somebody must pick up a a weapon again and he goes to pick up his weapon again because they did and then as he does we just hear a a hit and he falls forward onto his knees we're seeing him from the front view and so we're just looking at his face and obviously something has happened and then blood just starts dripping from his forehead <gasps> and we the camera pans back and we see B 
behind him B. with okay. a kettleball kettlebell Kettle that had those heavy weights. Oh shit! And he yeah. falls forward, and he's not dead. And he he starts trying to get back up, <gasps> and she hits him again and kills him. Oh my god! And Alice starts scream crying obviously oh my god and again tension just ramping up and up and up and now you killed (gasps) killed my boyfriend we don't know if you he don't know even if he was the killer they're all freaking out now because they're like oh my god now we killed like what the fuck just happened we just killed someone that's not good that's not good and jordan is like well he was obviously the most likely culprit to have killed david we don't know him and he's the only one with military training and alice is like what what are you talking about? And she's like, you said he was a vet. (laughs) And Alice is like, yeah, he's a a veterinarian's assistant. He, Oh (laughs) my God. And Jordan says, why did you keep calling him GI Joe? And Alice says, because fucking look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then Lee Pace, though. I want Lee Pace more. Now they're now they're less sure if it was him. Jordan is like, it's still probably most likely that it was him because he's the he. We don't know him. He's an outsider. He wasn't around. Yeah, he's a, a old guy. Like who? You know, it, it was probably. But him. Alice is like, we don't know for sure. And then the camera pans and we see B just so overwhelmed. B just throws up on herself. She's just murdered yeah. someone, and they Why? all kind of look at her like, "Ew." <laughs> yeah. Sophie goes. So she pukes at herself, and Sophie goes, "Go change your shirt." <gasps> Oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate this so much. I hate this so much. And this much. is, I think, as B goes to change her shirt, Emma sees Sophie with the pills and Sophie gives them to her and is like, yeah, take them. But she and she pours herself a drink at this point. And so B goes upstairs and, and changes and we see B like totally shell-shocked. It's like cutting back and forth. We see B, she's like sitting in a sink and like w- washing oh, blood off of her and she like puts like on that. a sweater that she finds in David's room and she's like sitting in the mirror and like washing her face and like putting, like just like getting herself back together because she's clearly just like so overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then downstairs with the rest of them, Alice, Sophie, and Emma Oh, and Jordan and and Sophie then comes in with a drink and is clearly fucked up. And I think Alice is freaking out that her boyfriend just died. Emma's like, my boyfriend died and I loved him. And uh, then Sophie just starts going in on Emma. I was like, fuck you, Emma. Like, you didn't love him. You didn't even like him. Mm. You're just a coward. And you won't like you. You stayed with him three years longer than you should have. Don't you're a fucking actor. Like, don't act like you're actually that upset. Like, I see right through you. And it just starts being like really fucking mean to oh, Emma. Jesus. Um, and so Emma is like, fuck you and gets up and leaves. And that's when um, finally B comes back down. And they're like, where'd you get that sweater? Like what they're all, all they're all of a sudden like, why do you all of a sudden look so like composed and put together? And they're just starting to totally turn on each other. And they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. who the fuck are you? And realizing like, how long have you guys been dating? Like, we don't know you that well. Mm-hmm. And Sophie's like, hey, guys, calm down. Like, don't like try and sort of defending <sighs> her. But but clearly also starting to get a little bit suspicious. And they're oh, like, are no. you wearing makeup? Like, what? Like, where'd you get that sweater? But then they realize, okay, 
We all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting, and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Where's Emma? It's It's been a while since Emma left. Okay. So they, they go to start to try to find her. And I think at one point they're like, she was really upset about what you said. And and someone's like, she or yeah, she, but she's a really good actor. Like, remember Hedda Gabler? <laughs> and I think, I think it's Sophie who's like, not to be a bitch, but she wasn't even that good. Enough. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Oh, it's very funny. Um, But they're all I think they sort of split up again to try to look for Emma and we have this weird moment where Jordan and B lock eyes with each other and like keep moving like they like clearly like see each other but don't acknowledge it and like keep looking for Emma like there's like been a really weird tension, tension? with Jordan from mm-hmm. the beginning and they okay. were sort of like what's going on Do they know each other yeah we don't, I don't know. know but it feels weird like we're suspicious and we're like unnerved by it okay but they're all sort of wandering around trying to find Emma when Alice in the dark trips over something, falls face first onto Emma's body. <gasps> How is she dead? How did she die? She's at the f- at the foot of a staircase, like a windy staircase. And it kind of looks like the show, The Staircase, where... There's blood oh, yeah. like all on the walls. Like a long. We see that she has a massive head wound. That like that is what killed her for yeah. sure. Okay. And and Alice is like, I told you it wasn't Greg. And they're like, Are you really doing? Are you really like <laughs> defending your boyfriend now? She's like, I mean, I'm not saying I told you so, but like, I'm just saying like I sort of said it wasn't Greg. <laughs> and this is where someone comes in with a theory that it's. The killer from Bodies, 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 whoever has the X is doing this and it's some sort of fucking sick game. They're doing the same order because they go like David, Greg, Emma, because those are the people who are accused of being the killer when they were playing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So who's next? 
Well, they don't really, they don't, they don't really, know, they don't know, but they're, they're like, whoever's doing this, it's, it's a that game to them. insane. That would be like such a thought, thought out, uh, process. That would be extremely impressive. Yeah. They're just like, whoever's doing this is fucking with, with us. They're having fun. It's a game for them. And at this point they turn on B and because now she's the one they know least and Jordan comes out with the info that she googled her and because she had her got her email earlier she like was able to find information about her and the college that she says she graduated from has no record of her and who even is this girl you don't even done so much research <laughs> so quickly gen z baby and sophie <laughs> at this point is like pretty fucked up she's definitely coked out and on drugs and wasted and she doesn't know what to do in this situation she's not thinking straight she's not herself and so b keeps looking to her for support and backup like tell them sophie and sophie shrinks and looks kind of small and defaults to jordan jordan clearly is leading the charge now and jordan says i don't want her in here anymore no alice i think also yeah, because Alice is like, you killed my boyfriend. Because uh-huh. now they were like, you're the only one we've seen actually murder somebody. Like, you fucking killed Greg. And so, yeah, Alice is like, I don't want to see your face anymore. Like, I don't want to look at you. Get out of the house. So they, like, literally push her out of the house and lock every door. And it is, poor, like, storming. It's a full-on hurricane. Oh, my God. And they God. just, like, push her outside. And she's like, Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. Sophie's not coming to her aid. And they just fucking push her outside. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Remember in Climax when that happened? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that not, was good. not good. <laughs> That was not good. And there's that tense scene of her running door to door and them running door to door on the inside, locking each one. She's not able to get in. She eventually goes out to the car for uh, Mm -hmm. some amount of shelter from the storm and to Mm -hmm. get dry clothes, I think. And she Mm -hmm. finds in the car... And Emily, you're going to have to help me. I understand what the meaning of this is, but she finds the same yellow bra. Or is it the matching it's, set? Uh, it's it's the matching, matching underwear. underwear. It is the oh. matching yellow underwear to the bra she found earlier. Okay. In, um, I think she's in um, Sophie's bag just looking for like dry clothes to put on. Yeah. She finds a hoodie and puts it on. And in that she finds a, yeah, a pair of yellow underwear and she smells them. <gasps> okay. So Sophie and Jordan are together probably in some she way. She seems maybe. to be suspecting something. She is. Yeah. We. Okay. Um, yeah suspect that potentially there's something going on there so she gets out of the car um to try to get her way back into the house in doing so by the way jordan is wearing like a headlamp from um greg's go bag that's her little flashlight that she's Mm -hmm. been wearing the whole time and so when there's a lot of glass doors and windows in this house Mm -hmm. like how you know rich people houses are and um so when b is making her way back around the house to try to find a way to get in she sees in one of the rooms a headlamp moving around illuminating a gun and so she sees now that jordan has a gun has a gun oh shit um and she and walking around the house finds a doggy door and crawls back into the house through the doggy and door. At, at the entrance where she crawls in there's basically a bunch of tools scattered on a countertop and she finds a hammer and grabs a hammer and goes back in to the group of the three other girls, Jordan, Sophie, Alice, and immediately says, Jordan has a gun. Jordan has a gun. You guys need to, um, Jordan's the killer. It's not me. 
meanwhile, she's like got a hammer, waving a hammer in her head. And they're also like, how the fuck did you get back in here? And Jordan looks like, I don't have a hammer. What, or I mean, I don't have a gun. What are you talking about? She says, empty out your pockets. Jordan empties out her pockets. No gun. But she does have the slip of paper with the X on it that marked the killer and bodies, bodies, bodies. So then they're like, you are the killer. And she's like, in the game, in the game, I was the killer. Like, I'm not actually the killer. She is the killer. Like, who the fuck is she? And so then B comes clean and explains herself to Sophie. And she was like, I was in school, but I had to drop out to take care of my mom. I didn't want to tell you because I just I, I wanted you to like me. I didn't want you to think less of me. My mom has borderline. And <gasps> Alice goes, wow, I'm so, mental health is so important. Like, that's actually a really big deal. Like, and it, it all of a sudden is like back on her side and is like, wow, like that. I understand like how important that is. She's like, I know about it because I have body dysmorphia. And Jordan's like, shut the fuck up. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> but B and Sophie sort of reconcile and hug. Which really pisses Jordan off because she is losing control of the situation. Mm -hmm. So she walks over to the couch, pulls up from under a couch cushion, the gun. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And this sets off just the kind of climactic scene where everybody screams at each other and airs everything they've ever wanted to say. So Jordan is holding a gun on them. It's like they're sort of that classic (gasps) triangle pattern where it's like Sophie and B together. Alice, Jordan, Jordan pointing a gun. So like she's got control of the room. Mm -hmm. She tells B, she says basically like, you don't know Sophie as well as you think you do. She says it last week. Sophie called me and begged me to come see her. And we had sex in her car. Okay. And we see B starts crying and... Sophie is fully denying it. That's not true. She's lying. She's trying to get in our heads. And then Sophie starts yelling and is like, you guys are horrible friends. Yeah, she's like, they they go like, yeah, they go like, Sophie, you bowed out. You like left us. You did not. There's this big thing about she didn't reply on the group text thread about coming. They're like, you didn't reply on the thread and you never said you were coming. And why the fuck are you even here? Like, you're not friends with us. And she's like, because you guys trigger me. I'm I am your fucking sober friend and you do drugs and drink in front of me constantly and you all have a fucking drug problem every Mm -hmm. single one of you has a drug problem but me i'm the black girl so i'm the one who you told my fucking parents that i have a problem and i had to go to rehab and we learn that her parents because of that cut her out of her trust fund and they're like we know that you told david to talk to your parents to give you your trust back so like maybe that's why she showed up is to get friends with them again so she can get access to her trust fund again okay she's like you're all terrible fucking people you uh, they do reveal they're like we rode in an ambulance with you three different times where like we thought you died so it is clear like Sophie did have a problem yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah she says like because because I'm black like you can see how that looks that you're all just uh you're all fine but I have a problem and then I'm the and problem. then Alice like it's like uh yeah no you're you're right and I mean I'm an ally and I totally get that and um, I'm an ally and oh my God. um the explanation is um uh, she like can't come up with anything, and then she, and, and Sophie's like, and you all fucking hate each other. Jordan, you hate Alice. You hate her podcast. You tell me about how you hate listen to her podcast. And Alice just goes, "What is that, Jordan? Is that true? 
Is that true? <laughs> and then the part that we truly love so much. <laughs> it's a lot of work to do a podcast. Okay. You have to say, you have to make a Google calendar. You have to schedule guests. It takes a really long time to build a following and it's really hard. <laughs> You're like, this resonates with me. Everything she's saying. It's mm-hmm, so true. Mm-hmm, we really, have a Google calendar. Really hit home. We get it, Alice. Oh, we get it. And then Alice starts yelling at Jordan because now she's pissed. And she says, you like to act like you're this whole rags to riches story, Jordan, but you were never poor. Your parents are upper middle class. And you see Jordan. Jordan looks like she's seething. No, No, they're not. My parents are teachers. And she says they're professors at a university. And Jordan says it's public (laughs) and then jordan shoots her in the leg (gasps) yeah jordan is just so pissed and so worked up that she shoots alice in the leg and alice is like oh my god you shot me i've never been shot before it really hurts oh my god 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 and then it again like tension ramps up because now there's a deadly weapon being used and they basically dogpile to try to get this gun away from jordan who by the way jordan like looks very stressed that she just shot alice she's also in shock and is like "Uh, uh, no i didn't no i didn't um i'm 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 sorry like she's in denial about it but they just are trying to get the gun away from her dogpile on her and while they're all on top of each other of course we hear a gunshot they all back up we see alice has been shot through the head now alice <gasps> is dead holy shit and is dead yeah holy shit okay yeah things escalated way out of control jordan then still has the gun they're all like they all take a minute to be like who because sh- they, they are like they don't know who shot Alice yeah. of, of all of them because they were all fighting for the gun. They don't. Know, so all of them are like, I didn't do it. You did, like, who did it? Who shot her? And Jordan still has the gun and she's totally freaked out now, but nobody trusts anybody. And so she's whole, she is pointing the gun to Sophie and Sophie's like, Jordan, give me the gun, put the gun down. And, and is like walking towards her. And Sophie's like, don't walk towards me. Stop moving towards me. So, so she's threatening to shoot. Sophie's trying to get the gun. So they're doing that very slow, like, Jordan's backing up Sophie's walking towards her and it's just like keeps Jordan keeps backing away but Sophie keeps coming like trying to calm her down and they've like started backing up the big staircase uh-huh. the two of them and then out from behind B runs up grabs Jordan tries to grab the gun out of her hands they start wrestling up at the top of the stairs <gasps> the gun is going off they're no, fighting and no, flailing no. get out and of there B throws jordan off the balcony oh my god and it's a long fall onto like a glass table or something onto a glass table that shatters and we see jordan down on the ground looking bad yeah and they both look over the balcony to look at her and she keeps shooting up at them so then they run holy shit and they hide in like a sauna I thought it was just like a little closet or something, but yeah, somewhere well, it's like dark. A red light. Oh yeah, okay, isn't it? I think they're hi- they go hide in like a room, but I, I, it's some sort of the two of them. And in this moment, B asks again to Sophie, like, "Is it true about you and Jordan? Is what she said true?" Sophie denies it. No, I would never do that. Oh, because Jordan had said too. She was like, 
check her text check her fucking text um, yeah is what jordan had said when she said that that thing happened but yeah she's just like i would never that's not true oh no oh no um and then she says like are you the killer and he's like no are you the killer and so he's like no <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> And Sophie says, I love you again to B. She's like, no, I love you. And she like goes to touch her face and B flinches and says, you frighten me and, and runs from Sophie. She's clearly scared of Sophie now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and runs and hides. Mm-hmm. And we see a very scary of her like hiding behind the couch, covering her mouth, trying not to cry or scream. And and Sophie like going through the house with her little flashlight being like, B, we have to stay together. Like. I love you. It's in like, and so now we're really like, fuck who? Yeah. What who the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? And it's like starting to get light outside now. It's been. Yep. Wow. That long. I, I was shocked at how long these things take, you know? Mm, I know. Yeah. A lot of people have died. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, B goes outside. I think it's like been long enough of, so she like stopped hearing Sophie look for her. And I think can see from the top of the stairs. She's like down in a basement room, I think, or like a lower level room. She can see light from the top of the stairs being like, oh, it's daylight. So she makes her way outside, I think probably to even just like maybe run, make a run for it just to leave, just to get out of there. And as she gets outside, she sees the destruction of the storm. It's just trees falling out like it's chairs flipped everything it looks bad everything is all out of order and looking looking bad everything's muddy and as she's surveying the damage from behind her uh sophie grabs her in like a hug it lo- but at first we think she's just grabbing her but then well, we're not sure the nature of yeah. this hug she basically just grabs her and has her arms wrapped around her and b doesn't know she like has that look of should I try to fight her off? Should I placate her? Mm-hmm. They so B then like just I think decides like okay I'm gonna try to to placate her and mm-hmm. like ho- holds her arm and Sophie reveals to her she goes I have to tell you something I gave Emma those pills and then I and then she fell down the stairs like I think I'm the reason Emma's dead oh. And um, and so B like turns around to hug her and is like, it's okay, it's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Grabs from behind Sophie's back. Sophie had the gun behind her back. She grabs it, pulls the gun on her and goes, show me your text. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm stressed. And Sophie doesn't want to do it. But it's like, okay, holds her phone out, goes to hold the phone. She has. She's got a gun on her chucks it as if like well that's pretty telling sophie (laughs) yeah um but flings her phone toward the pool but it doesn't go in the pool but it lands in a bunch of mud there's like so much mud around the pool but they both sort of lunge for it wrestle fall into the pool are both wrestling there trying to pull themselves back out reaching for phones reaching for guns reaching for Mm -hmm. phones reaching for the gun Mm -hmm. b does Mm -hmm. manage to crawl over and pick up a phone and they both crawl over to each other. They've like decided to stop fighting, pull over, pull, pick up this phone. And Sophie says, that's not my phone. And B gets up, walks over to David's dead body, which is on the ground outside, <laughs> lifts his eyelids to open his eyes and unlock the phone. <gasps> like, Holy face shit. ID, <laughs> face ID and pull it up. And it's up on like the last thing that his phone had been doing. 
which I will let you describe, Sammy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It's open to TikTok. And uh-huh. he was making a TikTok and it plays back for us. And it is him with the sword doing a dance. And oh my God. then at the end of the dance, he's trying, trying to, to open, open the bottle of champagne. He's got the bottle of champagne and trying to replicate the way that Greg did it. But Greg did no. it with such ease. And David's no. really struggling. And he starts doing it toward himself, which is not no. the way you're ever supposed to cut anything. And eventually... I think gets it. I was kind of covering my eyes at this point because you know what's coming and slits his own throat and (laughs) that's what started it all. So they are laying on the ground. They see we watch this. The video goes on for so long. (gasps) We're watching this happen. Oh, my God. That's genius. Realization of, oh, my God. Like none of no murderer. There was they all no murdered killer. each other. No killer. No killer. He's just an idiot. Yep. 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 And then we hear a car pulling up and in through the gate walks Max, who is Connor O'Malley <laughs> in an incredible little cameo. And he just looks around and sees some amount of the carnage and like, what? What the fuck's? What the fuck's going on here? What the fuck happened here? A bunch of texts start coming in finally because the storm is over on uh, their phones. And B just looks at him and goes, I have reception. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course, it's that. Of course, it's like a complete misunderstanding. Of course, it's a complete misunderstanding. There was never a killer at all. Yeah, the Mr. X were so good. Her like texting her mom felt really suspicious that whole time. And like it always could have been Max, right? There's this other person who like was never there. Yes, yes. It's just an (gasps) accident. And they are all just dumb and hate each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Secretly Mm -hmm. like hate each other. High out of their minds. Mm -hmm. They're all fucked up, hate each other and stupid. It's so funny. I loved it. And I just got to say, well, Lee Pace obviously stole every scene he was Mm. in. God, he was funny. But Rachel Sennett also was just a revelation. She is so fucking funny. Which one is she? She was Alice. Alice. The one with the podcast. She's just so... She's so watchable. She's just one of those actors that just... She's just got it. She's got it. She's got got it. She's got it. And yeah, I just love... The animal Mm. tendencies again, too, that like stress of Mm -hmm. when you feel like you're in danger, Mm -hmm. even if there is no danger, Mm -hmm. you have to protect yourself. There's no more more reason. Reason goes out the window and it becomes just animals Mm -hmm. like we just become animals just like hated each other. Like, it's so crazy to think about. I've been thinking about this movie nonstop since we saw it. I fucking loved it. And just thinking about like, okay, if the car hadn't been dead, if the battery hadn't died, nobody else Mm would have died. They would have gone and gotten help. And that would have been it. If uh, if they just didn't think their friends were fucking idiots and had like brought up a boyfriend here who's like or if they had listened to a word that they actually talked and knew he was a veterinarian and not an army vet. If they like there's so many things where if they had just if they all just sat inside the house together, bundled up, riding out the storm, nobody else would have died. But they just every single one of them lost it. 
and they hated each other to begin with. And they just one by one took each other out. It's genius. It's such a smart idea. Um, I think the only kill that I like kind of bothers me a little bit is B killing Lee Pace because it's like, would she really have? I just didn't feel in the retelling that she had been like directly threatened by him enough to validate her like just straight up murdering him. She's doing it, I think, to protect. I think he might be closest going. We didn't include. I think the closest person to him is Sophie. And so she does it, I think, to protect Sophie because she thinks like it's a very scary, tense moment. He's he's six, five, six, five. He's huge and he has a weapon. He's a big guy. He is. 15 years older than him than them they don't know him mm-hmm. he's acting weird he does have a weapon someone has died it is like and she's also high and drunk like there's there's a lot of things mm-hmm. and she's totally freaked out by what she did after they're all just like they're animals it's like animal instinct she just mm-hmm. it, it does feel really crazy and sudden but in the moment they're all convinced he's a murderer he is going to kill them he has a knife yeah, it makes sense it's really unnerving that scene it's probably my favorite scene, though. I think it's, I mean, because for one, Lee Pace is in it and he's just incredible in every scene that he's mm-hmm. in. And this is like the most Lee Pace focused scene. So <laughs> maybe that's why I like it. it. But I think it is just a perfect, yeah, escalation of who has the upper hand right, here and right. it keeps changing and it keeps keeps you guessing and feeling like off kilter in a way that's just very fun and very stressful. <gasps> oh my god, I loved every I loved every second of this except the TikTok video at the very end which I do not want to have to see. I would watch every other part of this movie, but something about watching Pete Davidson slit his own throat sounds horrible the second they open that phone and you see him standing there with, with the, the sword, sword you're like the realization fuck. and they make you watch this whole like minute long video of him attempting to make this tiktok but you i mean it's letting that like wash over you of oh <laughs> my god he did it to himself is so wild and so brilliant to do a slasher where there nobody's the killer no there's no murderer <laughs> Because also Emma falling down the stairs because of the pills. Because of the pills. Makes a lot of sense. Rachel, I mean, uh, Alice got shot because they were all fighting over the gun. Jordan died because they pushed her over the balcony. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them killed somebody else. Holy shit. It's a lot of fun, man. I had a great time. I really just think it's such a good script. It's so well executed. So well acted. Also, I think probably some of the negative reaction is it being marketed as a horror movie because it's also it's it's. Horror fans can be uh, very, they can get very upset when something is not up to their standards. True. Because I would say that it's not super scary. It's not even really a full slasher. It's like more of a murder mystery. Yes, yes, it's murder mystery. Yes. And so I think when people's expectations are, when their expectations aren't met, they can like lash out in a way that is just enjoy the fucking movie, man. It's a great, I thought it was a very fun time. God, it was so fun. Okay, you guys, I loved it. Thank you so much. Literally, I don't know what I would, I would don't know what I would do without you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so happy to have 
been able to see this and share it with you, Henley. And we have already talked about when we're going to see it again this week because I really, <laughs> yeah, really want to see it again. Also, little, little plug for AMC Prime. Um, the seats like shook every time there was thunder, which was really spooky, and I liked it. Oh my god! Yeah, the base is just. Like, yeah, so it wasn't, it don't, it was not 4D. It was not no. 4D. It was just the power of sound. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that I'm okay with. Just that bass reverberating in your bones. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Listeners, check it out. I think it's worth a watch. I don't think it's too scary. I believe in you. I think you can handle it. The music is super fun. Charlie XCX. We get some Azealia I'm Banks in there. Hot go, rich go. I don't even know if she's British, but that's how it feels like it should go for me. And no voices. So I guess we will just say from all of us here at Too Scary to Watch... Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.